Good morning, everybody. Hopefully your day is starting out okay. I have an interesting topic for you today. I'm going to go over a comment of somebody who approached the situation correctly and uh, had some success, and we will discuss that. But first, <laughs> if you want to sign up for the SMS notifications... You can do that by texting DSD Live, all one word, to 1 844 And that'll add you on to the Nifty SMS list. Uh, I'll keep doing that uh, for the morning shows, just as a reminder, because we're getting back in the groove. And then I'll probably back off on that a little bit, just because probably don't need a notification every morning if, if it's consistent. <laughs> we can. Uh, we can play, uh, play on that and see how that goes. If you want to dial into the show today, you can call in at uh, 1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE. And I forgot to uh, call into the line, so let me start that right now. Okay, so that's going. And... We got a few people in there. I'll hit the morning crew. Just got a couple people. It'll be Defy Dad. Oh, I changed the way the box comes up, so hopefully that will look okay. Uh, gives us a big thumbs up. Big thumbs up to you. I haven't seen you in a while, so hopefully you're doing well, sir. Jeff says, good morning, all. Good morning to you, sir. George also says, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. John says, hello, Dwayne. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hopefully you guys are starting out great. Tumblers, iTum says, DSC, good Good morning. Quick question. How do you address fatigue after a battle? That's a really great question. You know what? I'm going to highlight that and we'll come back to that. Got Heather on. Good morning to you, Heather. And Tim says, time to chat. Let's start with a solid poke in the eye to remind to remember the pain of dealing with with an X. Okay, so I have a couple of videos on the on this channel talking about toxic daughter-in-laws and how to deal with it when you're the mother-in-law. And I got this comment the other day that I think uh, uh, you know. Oftentimes, I'll, I'll I'll get people who find the channel or the video after the mistakes have been made. It it. I mean, I know you. We all can't get the right information at the right time. But sometimes we do, or sometimes we approach things correctly and it really makes, it really makes a huge difference. So this will be just going over this. I don't know if you guys can see this. So this is uh, from uh, a viewer it says, my husband and I went through this talking about uh, toxic daughter-in-law. Uh, our our ex-daughter-in-law tried to cause a fight before their wedding, which did not work. Her mask came off, but we were but we backed off from her, but yet did not say anything to our son. See, this is critical. This is where oftentimes, like we were talking about wedge issues the other day, and this is a good example of that where had they approached us differently, especially on the early days of their of their their son and daughter-in-law's relationship that could have easily been weaponized and this is typically what happens someone acts a fool you know you try to confront it and then it's like a trap that's being set and you you know you 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 walk into that mistake anyway so they go on to say we backed off from her but did not say anything to our son we would have uh, we would have family dinner and my son would come, but not her. But we still didn't say anything. Also, with camping trips, my son wanted to come on, uh, but both were invited, but she did not want to come. Keeping quiet worked in our case. We did not visit him. <clears throat> excuse me. We did not visit him and his ex-wife. We left the door open for our son. It's super critical to leave the door open, right? I know I talk about that a lot. Because of our lack of, of response, my son started seeing what she was like and would make comments about her. 
We just listened, but did not give our opinion or advice. That's super smart too. Uh, it's it's a weird balancing act because you, you know you you don't want it to come across like you know you're over. Well, I mean, if you were to say, well, you're overthinking it, you know, she's fine or whatever. But uh, you really have to allow people to figure out what's going on on their own time. And oftentimes, when we are actively trying to get people to see it, it makes it harder. I was actually just talking, working with a, a gentleman last night, and this was one of the topics that w- was coming up. Their ex is engaging in things, and fortunately, he's backing off and letting the truth just speak for itself. Often I talk about how we have to get out of our own way or get out of the way of them taking themselves out. I, I absolutely messed this up <clears throat> excuse me, early on. In my situation uh, with my ex, um, I was trying to fix things and all I was doing was basically preventing the truth from being from being you know, crystal clear. So let's continue on. Whoops, I got to move that out of the way. Uh, Basically, you know, they did not give their advice or opinion. We would just, we just said, sorry to hear that. Stay out of the business, stay out of their business, leave the door open. She grew tired after a year and a half of marriage. When she left, she packed up her things. And when my husband went over to see our son, Wow, did she finally rage. My son is thankful that she is gone. And I know that people who get into these situations where the damage is done, the alienation, triangulation, wedge issues have all been firmly planted. It makes it really tough to back off. And and this type of scenario, I mean, I know this is a little bit of a unique situation for the channel, but... When you have that situation where you've you've lost ground, it's the only thing that really helps you is time. And you have to be really careful that you don't fall fall into the trap that a toxic narcissist has set to help them justify their smear campaign and their delusion of what they're trying to to put out there. Now, I know it's not easy to deal with that. I mean, these, these people and that I was on the comment I was just going over showed considerable restraint. And fortunately, they had the awareness to go, oh, crap, you know, we got to be very careful, very careful about how we approach it. But but this this relates to everything that we're dealing with. I mean, this is this is across the board. This is in this the the standard topic of the channel with a uh, toxic ex and kids. This is also work when you're dealing with a toxic narcissist person. They are constantly trying to set little traps for you to hurt your reputation and play stupid games. And you have to just be mindful of that and be cautious of of the actions that you take and what the implications or the result of those may or could be, right? One of the, hold on, got to move a window. <sighs> Crap, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I'm trying to hit the, the host show button and I hit the, the screen show button. Ah, geez. It's just, it, it's weird because there's inaction to where you don't do anything and nothing changes. And that's a problem. Right, you don't want to put your head in the sand and just pretend nothing's happening, or just have that—that that, uh, you know, you got the fight, 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 flight, freeze, fawn. You don't want to freeze. You want to be deliberate. You want to look at a situation and have a plan and be executing the best way forward to deal with it. And and oftentimes a slow approach. Can be really can be really beneficial 
because it because it gives you time to really think about what's happening approach it in a way to minimize the negative effects towards you and if you have kids your kids and sometimes what happens is is they just torpedo themselves so anyways that is the topic topic for the day let's see we got another con it's i think it's going to be a quiet morning and <laughs> oh i do have my coffee hopefully you have yours uh, boo says what's up Dwayne? good morning slash afternoon from the windy south coast of england i'm decorating my new house but got my ear on your channel well, outstanding. Well, hold on. I'm going to do this because this is, whoops, wrong button. I, I'm going my old way. Congratulations on the new place and getting it all decorated. Hopefully, it's, an, it's a complete positive for you. So, outstanding. If anybody has any questions that they want to cover, just put a put question or put a Q colon. That would probably be the easiest. Q colon. And a topic you want me to cover. God, there was another there was another issue that I wanted to hit that I did not pre uh, pre screen before before we got to this point. Well, one thing I will just update people on is I've been waiting for the uh, the paperwork to show up. It was supposed to show up yesterday, and it didn't. Everything else in a form delivery in the United States, we have this, you can sign up for this thing to where it will tell you what's coming. So, uh, you know, I saw the piece of mail in route. And uh, so I skipped out after, skipped out to the mailbox after the uh, mailman or mail person dropped it off and uh, it wasn't there. So I got to figure out might have to call the court today to see if I can get a copy of what was filed. I don't know. Woo's asks, this is DSD. How do you get them to torpedo themselves? The, the main way you do that, Woo's, is you get out of the way and you let them do it on their own. Too often we feel like we have to engage. We have to get involved. And it just complicates everything. You know, I, I often in some of my older videos would talk about, you know, you be the rock, you be stable, you don't, you know, don't fall into their craziness because it makes us or it makes you look crazy. And then it just, that doesn't accomplish anything. You, you basically are delaying any repercussions for them because of that. So, and it's hard. It's really hard to sit there and not do anything. But if you're deliberately doing nothing, then it's like doing something. It's just weird because it feels like you have to do something. Oh, and I also had, let me, I'm going to go back up to Tumblr's question. It says, uh, quick question. So I mentioned this at the top of the show. DSD, good morning. Uh, quick question. How do you address fatigue after a battle with a narc? Okay. It's self-care. I mean, you need to, one, and this is one of the things that I think people don't think about. And I've seen this time and time again as a reality for people. It's, and what I'm saying is, is that we all think that once we, we finish the battle or that we win that battle, like in Tumblr's case, you know, he had, the, I'm, I'm assuming what he's talking about is he had this, this situation. He's succeeded. He's been victorious in it. And you would think, you know, if people think it's like, okay, well, you know, you, you do something, you have a victory and you feel good about it. You have a party, you celebrate, you know, things are good. And then what, what happens is is you have typically you have an emotional crash afterwards, like the you know, he's talking about fatigue. Part of the thing is you have to understand that that is a normal reaction in these in these situations. And 
it kind of expected so that so because because partly what happens or what goes wrong <clears throat> and this is this is an issue I had as well as I, I would get through something I'd be like oh thank God you know I'd have one day where I'm like yes you know I am victorious and then I would fall into this depression afterwards and I'm like what the hell's going on this doesn't make any sense well it does make sense you know these are incredibly stressful situations you know but it, it but I guess it kind of seems normal because other people go through it. But it's very similar to being in a in a war. You're hyper focused. Your senses are are focused on the issue at hand, and you don't have the time to process everything that's going on. And this isn't fun, right? I mean, this is not. You know, you you pitch a project, and you make a bunch of money when you make the sale or whatever. This is a very serious situation with serious consequences. Uh, it's, you know, your, your financial future, your freedom, depending on if there's false allegations that potentially you're criminal. You know, and when you get out of this, it's you, you, all of those emotions that you've pent up that you have not been able to address. When you finally, when your subconscious is like, okay, I'm out of the fire, now I can deal with it, right? I mean, it's like the same thing that happens with people who have a, who have been in a tra uh, physically traumatic thing, it, war zones, uh, accidents, you know, whatever. I mean, you you can deal with the situation. I think battle is probably a better analogy because you know you you go off to conflict. You're there for a period of time. The entire time you're there. Every day, something bad could potentially happen. You know, maybe you're seeing, you know, you're seeing things that are just very devastating. You get back home and then the PTSD comes because you're now in a situation to where you're in a, in a, in a quote unquote safer environment. So it's like your subconscious is like, okay, finally, now I can address this. I can look at this and I can start feeling and expressing these emotions. So the key point on that, let's see, I'm going to try to find your comment again. The key point is one, first thing, recognize what's going on, right? So that that way you're not sitting there feeling like, oh my God, I'm, you know, something's wrong with me. Uh, you know, I shouldn't feel this way. Yeah, actually, unfortunately you should. Second thing is just taking active steps to deal with it, right? Get, if you get some rest, take some time off, go do something that that decompresses you, that, that helps. I mean, for me, at least now, I mean, back in the day, I couldn't really do it, but, but, you know, oftentimes what I'll do is I'll take my truck and I'll drive up to the mountains and I'll sit there by myself and take pictures and, and just hang out and light a, you know, have a fire and, and just chill out in nature and just get away from everything. Now that for me, it works well. Some people, that kind of solitude would be problematic because some people gravitate to just thinking about what, you know, would sit there and ruminate about what's going on. Uh, for some reason, whenever I do the mountain things, I don't, you know, so that would be the thing. I mean, like what activity can you do that helps you? You know, what can you do that makes you laugh? I mean, I've been going through this thing. I mean, I don't know if you guys, it's probably the only shorts I really like, but but there's some people who will do cool things on Omega used to Omegle, whatever that thing that they just shut down, which probably for good reason. But, but what I did like is there would be these, these content creators that would do these things like, um, you know, go on and play a song for somebody like a professional musician would go on and pretend like maybe they didn't know how to play, you know, Hey, I just got this guitar. Can I play you a song? You know, and they would play it, <clears throat> you know, start playing it. And then, uh, you know, messing it up and then doing it right. And, you know, and then the reactions and it's all positive, happy stuff, right? I mean, it's like, I watch that stuff and it's, uh, it's, I mean, it just, you, you just smile, right? You inherently kind of feel better, right? So you, you find something that kind of puts a pattern interrupt in that fatigue to help you. What you, what you, what you absolutely don't want to do, and it's hard and it's easy to get into this trap and sometimes it's hard to break it is to, I don't want to say wallow, but 
but but really embrace the 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 ick you know or the 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 yuck of the whole thing i don't know if that's the right way to say it but i mean it's just you can easily fall into that trap where you just you know you feel worse and you and you're the self the voice in your head is just saying you know bad things and just driving you down and i used to have that problem as well you know i mean i technically i still have to deal with that um, I've had with with the situation I'm dealing with right now in the last few months, I've had instances of this. Now I haven't been on the victory side yet, but I mean I have this thing where it's kind of this wearing me down. But tumblers, you have a great point. I mean I would expect the normal pattern is once this is see, and this will be interesting. This will be a good data point to see how things play out. In my mind, what should happen if at the end of this month this gets thrown out and it's over, I should feel happy. I mean, I should feel like a weight coming off. And I probably will, will, if it happens right then. But I can also see that after a few days that I might, I'm probably going to have an emotional crash because that's a pattern that repeats. It, it's absolutely repeated with me. I've worked with a bunch of coaching clients that it's happened with them. I've had a bunch of people on, you know, just in live streams and stuff like that, uh, echo the same type of comment. It's very common. So tumblers, let me know if that was helpful for you. So it was a good question. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's see. I already mentioned the, the torpedo one. So David says, DSC, the only problem I find is that when it's all done, wait a minute. Let's try this again. The only problem I find is that when it's all done, all, all, all and done, sorry, we spent fighting years for time. We won't get back with our children when they were small and innocent. Okay. Let me, let me re, cause I, sorry that I butchered that. So basically David is saying, you know, he, he's, he's on the other side of this or maybe he's still in the middle of it. And he's like, okay, so, but you know, oh, woohoo, I, you know, seven years down the road, I finally have a victory but now my seven-year-old is 14. I've lost that time. That is, tr you are absolutely correct, David. And this, <laughs> this is a tough one because you're absolutely correct. And you have every right to think about that and be irritated about it. But what I would ask you on that is, how is that thought helping you going forward? Every one of us has the decision to make and we can turn around. I could, I mean, and I struggled with this for a good year or so where I was just angry. You know, this is not right. This isn't fair. This should have never happened. And that's true. Everything I just said is absolutely true. The problem is I, you can't roll the clock back. You can't. Typically, we don't get a punishment or justice towards the ex to, to, to make it all right or try to make it whole. And But, but here's the thing. I'm going to pull this back up. If you... You let's like you said, you know, when it's all done, you know, it's all over, it's all done. In my mind, the way I look at it now, and I tried to look at it then, and it took me a while to to really get this to to sink in, is that once I ha once I'm past the line, every day I stay angry and bitter about that. It holds me to the X. It holds me to that previous time, and that's extra victory time that they get. Does that make sense, David? You know, I mean, it's not easy. It's not. And it's, you know, I have seen people who have been bitter for decades because of a toxic, I, actually, my dad's a great example. He was so angry and bitter that I didn't really see him pivot to really you know, get to the other side of this until like in his late 60s. 
And I, I could be that person. I could sit here every day, get up and just start the day going, okay, I got my coffee and let me go down the list of all the things that my ex has done to ruin my life, ruin my relationship, take away. I mean, and, and she has, you know, I mean, it's, it's, well, funny is not the right word, but I could easily say, you know, I lost seven to 10 years uh, because of, you know, that I was unable to do hardly anything with my kids. You know, I couldn't get them the things I wanted to. I mean, I busted my butt at work to get, uh, you know, to move up, to make decent money. And then because of, of what she basically did, she screwed everything up that I was hoping to be able to do for the family later. And I could, I could say, I mean, and it was, it was incredibly frustrating, you know? And I mean, I, there was a time where I'm like, I can't believe, I can't do anything in my life. I'm sitting here. I can't do anything with my, I mean, I can spend time with my kids. We can't go anywhere. I can't take them to the movies because I can't afford it. You know, the only thing we could do is hang out and play, which actually was, was, was a good thing, but it was a, a daily reminder of what I wasn't able to do. And then I'm thinking, you know what? I'm in my my divorce started when I was in my 40s. I'm like, I'm just sitting here. The last little bit of health that I have is just, I'm squandering it because I can't do, I can't put, I don't have the money to put the gas in the car to drive into town. You know, I can't, you know, it's like for for most of that time, the food budget was, I mean, it's like all the stuff I could sit, I could sit here and still be pissed about it. And, and, it, and it's valid reason to be angry. You know, I mean, my son used to get irritated. This was kind of weird, but, but he would be mad. He's like, you know, this ain't right. You know, you know, once everyone gets older, I have three kids. If you're new to the show, I have, you know, now they're 24, 22 and 18. At the time it was like, you know, what 13, 11 or what 12, 12, 10 and like five or six. I can't remember the age, but, but you know, and he would get angry because he's like, well, this ain't fair because you know, later, whenever, whenever the last, you know, whenever, whenever I'm an adult and my sister's an adult and the last one will be, you know, get all the benefit from it. And I mean, and yeah, he's right. You know, that last year I was able to do stuff with my youngest that I was never able to do with the other kids. I just didn't have the money. I mean, you know, so you can absolutely stay angry on it. Valid point. But just ask yourself, does it, how does it enhance you, your life? And how does it enhance if you have, if you have been able to restore your relationship with your kids, how does it it help? It doesn't, you know, that's where learning to learning. I don't know if learning is the right word, but that where that's why letting things go is so critically important. You're not doing it to, to give a pass to the other person. You're doing it to give you your life back. And it is probably one of the most difficult things a person is going to ever have to do. It was really hard for me because I'm like, how am I ever going to let this go? How am I going to ever not, you know, take every opportunity to take my big fat finger and just go boop in the ex's eye to try to make her life a living hell just so she can feel. I mean, it's like it, it's so easy to fall into that trap. But at the end of the day, and, and, and as I'm saying this, it is not easy. I mean, I mean, please do not think that, that I'm just wired differently that, you know, this was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I, I just, I just inherently know that, uh, that staying in this mindset just has nothing value, nothing good. It was hard. You know, there was a time where if I could have spent $10 to take a penny from her, I would have, I just didn't have any money. So David, let me know if that rant was helpful. Hopefully it was. But your question and your concern, spot on, man. That is a, that's something that you, you, you are feeling and you're going through the process that everyone goes through on this. Now, my hope is that you'll see that everyone goes through, through this and everybody, most people, work through it and take their lives back. Anyways. Okay, so I did cover Tumblr's question. I'm now I got to get back into where are we at with the comments. Tim says I I uh, Tim says I think my decision I think I have my decision, but wanted to pose it 
pose this as unresolved. The ex works in a job where she can control what is reported for her income. My medical insurance costs jumped up a few thousand. Okay, so you said something else. Uh, you said, I think I have my decision, but wait a minute. Did you just say that twice or did I hit that twice? I think I hit it twice. Uh, oh, do I go to court and get reimbursed for the med higher medical or absorb it so she doesn't try to manipulate her salary down and increase my payments and support to her? See, this is... That's a good question, Tim. And I and I think that it's like how I mean, what are we talking about, right? Like, for instance, what I'll say is this: when I still had two kids under under the dole or whatever on child support, and I remember talking to Department of Child Support Services, and they're like, "Hey, she's not working. You know, we'll impute her wages just." You know, just say the word and we'll start this process. And I never did. And I, I mean, I never did, right? I mean, it's like, it's, you know, six years, I just kept waiting. And it was like, well, the way I looked at it is, is it worth the cost, the potential money that I could have got back? And it wasn't insignificant. Would it be worth it in the potential cost to my sanity and peace and my relationship with the kids? And I ultimately said, mm, yeah, I'm not going to do it because I've seen too many, I've seen too many people who get caught up in the question you're talking about, Tim, and they go into it and it drags them right back into the pit of hell. And it doesn't go, see family court just never really, it's like mutual assured destruction. And the hard part is, is that they enjoy the, the fight. So I mean, another example I've heard of this, this didn't happen to me, but what some, what I've heard other people do is daycare, right? You know, one parent says, oh, there's daycare and it's a thousand dollars a month. And I want, you know, and they get, they get a $500 plus up because of it. The other parent gets pissed because they, you know, it's like, they're not a daycare. They're staying with aunt, you know, auntie, Tin, auntie, Tony or auntie, Tina, auntie, Tina, you know? And uh, so they go back to court and by the time they get into court, you know, two, a week before they're re-enrolled in daycare and they come up with some excuse and uh, worst case scenario, you spent all this time and money to get to court to ask a question and it's like, oh, okay, no, they're back into it. There was this little thing, you know, it's no big deal. Why are we here? You know, or worse, you get there and they're like, well, since we're here, let's reevaluate. And this is what Tim's talking about. Let's reevaluate everything and take a look at it. Now, Tim, I would say on your situation, if your state uh, has an impute, see, the problem is, you know, it depends on what the number is, right? If, if, if they imputed the wage and it would not move your numbers around, like in California, everything's guidelines. So it's relatively easy to just type in the numbers and see what the, what the, what the bill would be, but you, that would be the only time I would consider is if you are absolutely sure that it would not hurt you because here's the other problem, right? We do this and let's say Tim went through this and he, and he, he goes through it, he goes to court and they're like, you know, Oh, well, no, we don't care about the, the new medical costs. You know, it's all in the noise floor. Um, I mean, technically like in California, you put the medical, the medical cost as part of the calculator. So you put in your pay, the excess pay, what your medical cost, medical insurance is, what your other, you know, certain bills, you key it all out, right? I mean, you know, you might be able to, I wonder if I can pull this up. If you went to uh, California child support calculator. Okay. So if you did if you went to to that, uh, you're going to go to the guideline calculator for California, right? It's like, how many kids do you have? Okay, I have one kid, you know, and then you just start putting in the information. You know, what are you, how are you filing? What's your wages? You know, do you have extra income? Um, you know, what are your deductions? And then there's, I haven't looked at this in a while. And then there's, uh, I think down here, there's like, you know, what is, uh, 
necessary, you know, what do you have to pay for for your job? Tax deductions, item. One in, one in here, yeah, so add-on. So what I, I actually did get an add-on for um, daycare and childcare. So to, effectively, she was paying part of it. I mean, I was paying like six or $700 a month, but I got an offset from child support to cover part of it. Um, so your state, you know, so I would say, you know, if you're in Montana, do Montana child support calculator and see if they have a guideline. It, you know, some, a lot of states have moved to guideline. So it's not, it's just, you key in the numbers, it spits out the formula. The only thing is, is the only thing you can really argue is what the numbers are, uh, stuff like that. So, all right. So let me see if Tim had anything else. Because uh, I because I know I'm definitely falling behind in the comments. So Tim says, and I rolled to the bottom. Tim says, "I'm I." Let me look at the screen. Uh, I am going to absorb the two hundred dollars per month. Idiot judge refused to impute income to the ex when she changed jobs and dropped forty percent uh, income. Then during COVID, imputed wages when I was fired. Oh man, isn't it? It's, it's it, that that's what's so frustrating about this is like it's not typically it doesn't seem fair, right? It's like okay, so you you know you would expect if they would do that to you that they would do that to her. That's why honestly, family court, it's it it's it's too subjective, and they have too much discretion on what you know on what they to d decide or you know decide to do. And to me, it's just, it, it gets to be dangerous. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what I was saying that I would just, that's probably what I would have done. I mean, technically it's a good point because, you know, medical continued to go up if I remember correctly for me. And I never, you know, I never went to say, you know, Hey, you know, and I didn't get a raise for, I mean, I was the way I was at, I was maxed out for, what was it? 10 years nine years. I mean, I didn't start seeing even the, even the, well, one, we weren't having raises for the long time. So, I mean, I went a long time where I didn't get, you know, anything for, to, to, I mean, bills went up, but, uh, anyways, I'm really for, honestly, there are times where I'm like, thank God my divorce happened when it did, because with the inflation and stuff right now, if I was to roll the clock back and deal with, well, I just, I don't know how I would have pulled it off. I mean, we would have been eating top. I mean, that would have been, I guess, our meal of choice was hot dogs and top ramen. So, but yes, I would agree with you on that, Tim. I think that's probably your best approach. Okay, I'm going to scroll back down. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, Outback says, DSD, have you ever... Ended up coaching X separately without knowing until later or find that they were both following the channel. Often wondered if the X is on here. No, actually, um, I'm not aware of that. Uh, I mean, I have had people say, you know, oh, I'm being stalked on, on you know, this person is my ex, uh, which I really can't do much about. It's not like I can really ban people. I think the most I can do with YouTube is I can quote unquote, ban somebody on comments, but really all it does, it doesn't prevent them from making comments. It just won't show their comments to anybody. So, you know, so that's kind of, that's kind of weird, but, uh, but yeah, no, not, not that I am aware of. Dominic says, uh, my ex blames me for her behavioral problems with her kids. I have two nights a week. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just, it, this is almost funny. I have them two nights a week. She will call me while I'm at work and tell me that I need to yell at our son because he is rude. Any tips? Yes, do not fall for that trap. That, sir, is a wedge issue trap. Uh, so don't do it. You know, basically like, hey, that's your issue. You know, um, I can talk to little Timmy. But I would not get, I don't engage in that because what she's trying to do is she's trying for you to be the bad guy, you to be the enforcer, and then you take the hits for that. I've seen people fall into this trap. You know, unfortunately, when you have a toxic 
erratic X, you need to ver you have a good boundary of, <clears throat> excuse me, of how things are going. The only caveat on that, Dominic, that I would say would be different is if you and the ex can are co-parenting at a way to where you both will implement some type of consequence that is consistent between both houses. But be very careful on that. You know, I mean, if you're talking to her, which I technically wouldn't recommend, but, you know, I mean, if you have a way to where you can have some open communications, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But what, because I, I fell into this trap. My ex would be like, you know, oh, you know, little Timmy is having this problem. What should we do? And I would say, well, I think we should do this, 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 and this. Oh, okay. And then she would not do any of that. And then I would look like the a-hole and she would use it as a wedge to try to be like, it's so sad. Your dad's so mean, right? You know, I mean, and, and so be really careful of that, Dominic, because that's, it's a trap. Don't fall into it. And it's hard not to, you know, um, yeah, if you want to add some more into it, I can cover some more on that, but let me know if that, if that was helpful. Let's see. I gotta, I'm going to try to scroll around the comments. Let's see. Um, Wu says, question, I just watched Fal uh, Alex Falcone's talk about don't let your kids bring stuff between houses because they'll lose it. I haven't seen that one. Uh, my son asked to take his switch between houses two days gone. Um, he was so upset. So did that get... See, it's tough. I, I struggled with that one myself. Again, and that's kind of a wedge issue too. Um, I initially would say no. And then after a while, I, I, see the, the thing is, is it's, if you guys remember my, you know, my decision matrix, I need to make a slide on this. The decision matrix I was using towards the end of this is on the, you know, on the double bind things, what is the best decision for me and, and the kids? Now, as I'm saying that, you could easily say, well, the best decision for the kid is that they don't take it over so they don't lose it. So they get to enjoy it at least 50% or whatever your custody arrangement is, you know, when, the, when they're there. But after a while, I just, I'm like, whatever, you know, I mean, it, it, typically when the kids get older, you can kind of change that. Um, I guess what the way I dealt with it is initially I tried to make sure I didn't Anything that I didn't want to transition, I didn't try to make it portable, right? It's like, you know, get a computer, you know, like a TV or something. It's like that you can't just take back and forth. Uh, Woo is what I would say on your situation. I'll bring this back up. Um, and this is where, you know, you, you kind of hope that, the, whatever the issue is, it's not a huge cost, I guess the word I'm looking for. Um, and then it's a teaching moment, right? So later, if, uh, you know, like you replace it and it's like, well, I want to take it back over there. And it's like, well, you know, it got lost before. Let's not do that. You know, uh, I think typically what ended up happening in our situation is, is they would have duplicates of things. But again, at the end of it, towards the end of it, I'm like, you know, whatever. You want to take stuff. I even actually had a computer. I was letting my youngest uh, borrow. And, uh, and at one point, you know, she was like, well, can I, can I take this over to mommy's? And I'm like, sure. You know, I mean, did I really want something nice over? You know, it's just, it was like in the, in my decision matrix, I mean, I could say no, I could say no, you know, I mean, I could be, be firm and say, nope. But what did, what did it, how did it move the needle? It didn't, right? So I need to, I need to make a, 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 an, a, 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 what do you, an infographic to cover that decision matrix. All right. So now I'm overlapping comments that I've hit. 
Miami Babe says, DSC, are you ever going to get out of spousal support? I think so. Uh, because I'm dealing with this other court and I'm kind of in this court mode, what my goal is, is once, I mean, unless I get crushed in the civil suit, I'm already in the mindset of it. Uh, I'm already, I've already made some calls and the information I've been told is that California is pivoted to a, you know, not a lifetime alimony thing. So I should have a very strong possibility of going to court and getting it terminated, but I'm just going to have to do that. I just don't want to fight two battles at the same time. So I'm going to finish the first one and then deal with the second one. So hopefully I will have that, uh, have a plan on that. was kind of hoping that 2024 would be smooth sailing and I could not have to deal with some of this stuff, but unfortunately that has not played out. Laura S. says, hi, Dwayne. Uh, first live show I've, that I've caught. Well, thank you for hanging out with us. Keep up the great work. I really appreciate everything that you're doing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you watching and making the comment and hanging out for the live stream. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tim says to Woos, I had a hard rule. Nothing between houses. I was even wa I even washed clothes and dressed the kids and what they wore to my house back to mom's. I used to do that too. That's a good thing to mention on the on the clothes because the problem I would have is I would get new clothes. I would send them over. They would come back with old small clothes and my clothes were basically just getting moved over to the mom's house. And it, it's, it's a tough thing, right? I, and I think, the, I think that the pivot point on this or the way where it changes is when the kids get old enough to understand what's going on you know, young kids aren't going to get it. They're going to be like, and and it, and it's a tough one, right? It's a wedge issue because, you know, um, it, you know, I'm trying to think of, of a way to put it, but you know, the other parent who wants to weaponize that, you know, be like, oh, well, you know, make sure that you get, you know, make sure you wear the exact same thing that you, you came back with your dad's on, you know, you know, he'll be so angry, you know, that type of thing. So it's just one of those things. Now I get it. I mean, like for me in, in the beginning, I mean, I didn't have money for, actually, the main way I dealt with it is I had some friends who had, you know, had older kids who would gift me clothes that they could wear. But yeah, it was incredibly frustrating. So, and that's the other, that's the other complicated thing about this is there's no, there's no firm right answer. You know, I, I think the answers change. You, 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 it's a double bind. You take all the information and uh, like, like Tim was talking about with the clothes, and I mean, okay, even me, and it's like, well, hmm, you know, I know this is going to be used against me, but I also know I don't have the money to go buy clothes every week when the kids come back. So, you know, I did do the same thing. And it's so, I mean, I feel so bad for the kids because they're, you're just crammed in the middle of it and there's nothing that they can, you know, they can't get out of it. We can't get them out of it. You know, I mean, if it wasn't this freaking stupid thing, the, the other person wouldn't do it. It wouldn't be a game. It's a, it's a passive aggressive bullshit game. You know, I mean, however, I've also known, I had a person I knew in real life, a, a father who would intentionally, this is so wrong. He would intentionally, before he took his kid back, load them up on sugar. You know, it's like, okay, you know, here, let's have a soda and, and, you know, candy bars and whatever. And I was like, all right, let's go to your mom's, you know, I'm just thinking, dude, what the hell are you doing, man? I mean, and it's that, it's just that type of stuff is just, you got it where your attentions will, and he, karma has a way of coming back around. I mean, he got binged on some stuff. Woo says, despite divorce decree, spelling everything out. My fabulous has cranked up communication now. Wasn't expecting this. Ignore it. Yeah, ignore it. Uh, what you need to do is, um, where is it? Let me come over here. What I would encourage you to review, sir, is the hybrid no contact video uh, on the main page. Go to the YouTube channel. Scroll down to Mindset for Narciss Narcissistic Abuse Recovery and the hybrid no contact video there. That is what you need to do. What you what you do is you 
look at the communicate. I mean, you know, minimize how you look at it. But when you look at it, just say is, you know, look at it and say, is there anything that really needs to be responded? You know, if, if they're asking questions that are clearly outlined out, maybe one or, you know, maybe one or two times say, you know, hi, X comma, this is clearly outlined in the divorce decree. Just follow the, you know, follow that. Thanks. You know, and then after that, just don't answer, you know, just don't respond. Now, the only caveat I will, I will say is if you're in active litigation, you probably need to be more cautious of that because if you, if they're sending you communications and you're constantly ignoring it, that can be used against you. So what you end up wanting to do is if they send you a bunch of crap, if there's a nugget in there that is worthy of, of a response, then fine. You know, mine, we, mine used to do the same thing. It's like, you know, asking me questions that it's like, you know, the answer to, you know, I'm <laughs> get the answer yourself. And it's just to poke you. It's just to go boop and to try to get a reaction. You just don't, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. Hakuna Matata says, David, uh, it's certainly tough. I myself have one child was 10 when the other uh, created the lies and now they're 14 and I'm still battling parental alienation. DSD is the, is, is there a path for this? I have, it's the, the, see a 14 it depends on where you're at with the parental alienation. Hakuna Matata. The, the the main approach I would recommend on this is you have to figure out what the lies are and then actively demonstrate that it's not there and what and you, that it's not true. But you can't say that's not true. What you have to do is you have to you have to change your behavior to demonstrate the opposite and then give it some time. And then when the kid still is poking you in the eye for past lies, then you can start saying, you know, Hey, I've, I've, I've made a bunch of changes. Um, you know, I'm trying to do better on that. Uh, you know, this is the things I've done. You know, what would you recommend to your child? Really? It's like, how can, you know, what can, what can I, or what can we do, uh, you know, better? And it, and you have to give it time. And that's the hard part is most often our response is to, say, well, well, this is what's going on and this is why and not to let the kid feel like you're hearing him because it, that's right there is a trap too. Because when you do that, they're already prepared for it. They're already expecting it and you have to break, the, you have to break that cycle. All right. There is actually a call on line one. I'm going to go to that and hopefully we're going to, it's going to be a quick one, but let me uh, get that set up. So... Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Dwayne. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, no worries. What's so? What was going on? Yeah, so uh, uh, I appreciate. It. I, I asked just to be a, a, like so many people going through these these uh, issues. Um, you get hyper vigilant. So yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. Um, I'm two years into this, man, and. Um, I'm going to be 51 here in a few weeks. I've got four kids, 16, 14, 10, and six years old. Uh, much like you, like 23-year relationship, 20-year marriage, um, the whole nine. And uh, I've been, almost from jump, I've experienced personal alienation, uh, particularly with the older kids. They were brought in to mom's two-year in terms of like being confidants and friends oh, rather yeah, yeah. than kids. Parentification. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm really grieving the, the loss of um, uh, the loss of relationship with the older kids. Um, I, I, how do, yeah, I'm stuttering here, but how would you, I mean, how do I handle this? Like right now, the courts allowed them to not see me. I have one kid that uh, just finished uh, a day program with a mental health facility because they were saying that they were suicidal. 
Um, and again, you know, you were talking earlier about wedge issues and whatnot and um, the twisting of narratives to like fit um, things. So I don't know, man, like my, my heart hurts and breaks, not just for myself, but for my kids. And what do you, what do you do when you've got a situation where mom's firmly implanted, you know, nonsense into the yeah. you know, older kids and to be, to be for full disclosure too, there's no, uh, I don't have any addictive behaviors. So there's no pornography, uh, additional people, uh, uh, alcohol, drugs, nothing. This is the sort of thing that just, um, literally I, I told her that I was autonomous and I could make my own healthcare decisions because I was being told not to take high blood pressure medicine, medicine, nor go to a doctor. Uh, that you know, I was supposed to go see a naturopath and whatever floats your boat. But um, <laughs> at, at the time, I, I was choosing to do this thing, and I said, "Look, I can make my own healthcare decisions." And then, within a couple of days, the whole thing blew up. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is what what my man. I'm sorry you're going through this. So, this is if I was in your shoes, this is the approach. What I would what I would do is keep the door open for the older kids because what you need now is you need you need some time with them right i mean and if they're at the point where you know we're we're old enough and you know the court says we can we don't have to come so we're not coming that what you do is you say okay you know you 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 fake it like you're like okay and don't make it an issue keep the door open um, so when, if the kids decide they want to see you, cause now if you're in that situation, it's, it's really up to them. The only thing I would say on that is if you don't hear from them in like a month, you know, reach out and say, Hey, let's go grab a coffee or let's go grab a hamburger. Or, you know, let's do something to where you can talk. And in that conversation, you have to basically kind of get your game face on when you, when you interact with them and have it be like you're meeting with a, with a, with a friend or something, you know, I mean, and it's hard because it's mm-hmm. going to be like freaking daggers in your heart. Um, and if they say something, you have to make damn sure that if they say something either on purpose or by accident, that would be effectively triggering for you that you do not respond to it. Cause right now what you have, what you're trying, what you need to do is try to open the dialogue back up and start rebuilding the relationship. And it's it's easy in your situation to get angry about it and close the door and say, you know, F them, you know, whatever. They've made their decision. Unfortunately, actually, in some ways, I'm dealing with this myself right now. I mean, you know, kids and- Well, in, I appreciate that perspective because I, I really I really think um, I want to keep that door open because yeah. everything I've read, everything I've come across is like, eventually they need a healthy parent, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why I haven't self-deleted. Um, right. It's like, I don't want my kids to carry that burden into the future. And, um, you know, my major, well, I love that suggestion. My, my uh, obstacle, if you will, or my challenge is um, I have no communication with them at all mom has never been a facilitator since this of course of Um, course well i mean do they have uh do they they have electronic allowed technology no uh yeah dude um she's anti-wi-fi anti-5g um like i'm being for real um uh a wedge issue was she was telling our 10 year old son not to play the switch in his lap at my house and I'm like, you know, I got on our family wizard and just said, Hey, the kids are afforded freedoms at my house that are different than yours. And I appreciate it. If you don't tell the kids not to play because her fear is it's irradiating him. Yeah. 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 With the switch. So no, I, I, yeah, I get all it. That stuff, man. <sighs> I tell you what, man, could you call back tomorrow at the beginning and, and we could just cover this more tomorrow. Cause we are down to 15 seconds. Would love that. All right, so yeah, no, it's great, Dwayne. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, sorry about that. I have to cut that short. Um, everybody, thank you for hanging out with me today. I will be back tomorrow at six a.m. Pacific for another show. 
Hopefully the uh, caller will call back and we can continue that. Apologize for having to cut that short. Uh, on that, not that button. I want to say thank you to the channel members, the ones who have clicked the join button, who are supporting the channel and helping keep the lights on, the phone lines open, all that good stuff. Thank you guys for, uh, for doing that. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. And hopefully I am worthy of that support on that. Have a great rest of your day, and I will catch you on the next one.